0: You know, this is graduation time, and about 15 years ago, there was a, a, a college graduate or a soon-to-be college graduate, a college senior, and his name was David Lang. And, and uh, as he got ready to graduate from college, David began to think about what the next chapter of his life was going to be. Now, I don't know why he waited until, like, the very end of graduating to think about that, but I've had a couple of sons, and I kind of, you know, I know a little bit about how that goes, and... And so, uh, you know, he he got to thinking what he wanted that next chapter to be. And, And what he decided to do was he wanted to sail around the world. But I want to tell you, David had never been on a sailboat in his life and he didn't know anything about sailing and so it was kind of one of these things he said well what do I want to do next with life how do I want to write the next chapter of my life and he said well in this next season that's what I want to do and and so he put all his earthly belongings in the back of his car which that's a feat in itself and drove out to California he lived in Minnesota drove out to California begged his way into a sailing school took sailing lessons Started teaching sailing, started crewing on a sailboat, and then started uh, traveling across the world as he was crewing. And and so for that next season of his life, what he did was he kind of created and he made the life in that season that he desired to live. And I want to share with you, that's why I tell you the vignette this morning, because when I look at David, what I see was, here is a guy that just didn't simply take life as it came. But he decided to make life as he hoped that it would be. Because I tell you, my friends, as we all go through life, and as we all are writing the various chapters of our lives, we know that we can either coast or we can create. We can either take life as it comes, or we can make life as we would have it to be. And and we know that at the coast is actually easier. It's kind of like riding the bicycle downhill. You know, it just doesn't take that much energy. It just doesn't take that much effort it just kind of to go, you know, kind of go with the flow. And we know that to make it, we hope it will be. We know that that takes energy and we know that it takes effort. And we know it takes trying. And we know that with trying, there's always going to be a little bit of failing that comes along with that. But we also know that, that in the trying, there's learning and there's growing and there's achieving and there's this sense of feeling alive. There's this sense of feeling alive that comes with a notion of vision, and motivation, and yes, perspiration, and with the satisfaction of knowing that as you live, into the chapter of life in which you find yourself, you are seeking to make that section, that season of your life what you hope it will be. As we look at that, as we look at coasting or creating, the word to me that makes the difference is commitment. The word that makes the difference is commitment. Commitments are important in our lives, because commitments are the building blocks on which we build our lives. And so it's important to think about about the commitments we make. We don't have to make a lot of them, but what we need to do is those ones that we choose, we need to live into them as fully as we can. And so if you want to create something great... I think the Apostle Paul this morning says, what we do is that we create and we what we do is we make a greater commitment to the higher cause. We make a greater commitment to the higher cause in which you find yourself in this season of your life. If that higher cause involves the blessing of a marriage relationship, what we do is we make a, a greater commitment to living and making that marriage as healthy and as good as we possibly can. If it involves raising children, what we do is we make that greater commitment to raising our children to be strong and well-balanced and do it as well as we possibly can. It's about building a community, what we do as we make the commitment to serve and to connect with others in a way that it builds that spirit of neighborliness throughout our community and do it in the best way that we possibly can. If it's about building a greater country, it's about defending and advocating for justice and for peace in ways as great as we can. And if it's about growing a church, It's about being as faithful and Christ-centered, making that great commitment as much as we possibly can. You see, when we find, when we want to live into our lives fully, we just don't take it as they come. What we do is we make that greater commitment to a higher cause. I believe that's what Paul is calling Timothy into this morning. Because what he's doing is he's saying that, that, yes, he wants to advance the gospel. And as he advances that good news, that higher cause of Jesus Christ, what he's going to do is lay out some of the characteristics of what it means to make that greater commitment. he starts out with this, he says, what the greater commitment does is it stays centered, it stays focused on the higher cause. He uses the term, be sober. And when he says be sober, he's not talking, it's not in, you know, don't get drunk. It's about don't get distracted. It's about don't get detoured. It's about don't kind of find yourself kinda of going off to the side, kind of stay focused, stay so the higher the greater commitment stays focused, stays centered on the higher cause. The higher cause is like your true north. And what happens is in that true north, that greater commitment, it's like the compass of the needle. It's like the needle on the compass. And it's so always seeking out that higher cause. It always keeps that higher cause in focus. It always centers there. As Christians, we know that our higher cause is Jesus Christ. And I know that the phrase and the question has been repeated so often, it just kind of wears thin. But you know that question, what would Jesus do? I tell you, for me, that's a, that is a compass, that's a needle-turning question. That's a question that always gets me toward true north. What would Jesus of the Gospels do? What would Jesus who loves the lepers do? What would Jesus who reaches out to the Samaritan woman at the well do? What would Jesus who embraces the poor and the outcast and the needy do what? would Jesus do? We set that out as our true north and we say we want to make a greater commitment to that higher cause and we stay centered, we stay focused there. Paul says to Timothy not only does the greater commitment stay focused the greater commitment knows that the higher the cause the higher the cost. And he puts it this way in the text this morning. He says, endure suffering. He knows that as you go towards something that's worthy, there are going to be bumps in the road. And there's going to be struggles and suffering to be endured along the way. And so he's saying to him, don't be surprised that when that happens and when that comes, don't let it shock you. Don't let it blow you out of the saddle. You know, know that it's there and know that it's coming. And know that in Christ you have the strength to endure he says, endure the suffering, endure the struggle. I know a while back, I was doing a wedding for a young couple, and they invited grandma and grandpa to come and, and to share. Grandma and grandpa had been married over 50 years, and they looked at grandma and grandpa and said, they have just a wonderful uh, marriage. You know, they been in love, and this is just a great thing, so they wanted to have grandma and grandpa come and share their secret of, of kind of a happy life together, and grandpa and grandma were a lot more vulnerable than that when they talked, and what grandpa and grandma said, you know, they said, you know what, it has not always been an easy road, and sometimes there have been a lot of struggles, and sometimes there's been a lot of, dis- you know, there have been some disappointments, and, and it's been kind of a tough road along the way, but they said early on what we did was we made a commitment We made a commitment to each other and we made a commitment, each of us individually and collectively, to say that we would do everything we could to have a healthy and strong marriage. And we each did our best to live into that. Sometimes life, we know, it has those hard times and it has those bumpy roads. The Apostle says, Endure the greater commitment to the higher cause. The greater commitment to the higher cause, the greater commitment upholds the honor of the higher cause. In the scripture this morning, again, what happens is the apostle, he, he says, do the work of an evangelist. And you need to understand that for him, the work of the evangelist is, is the most glorious thing that he thinks anyone can do. I mean, that's what he does. He is the one that takes the gospel out across the world. And so when he says, do the work of the evangelist, you know, his, his chest is a little, you know, he's kind of, there's some healthy pride that's there. And what he's telling Timothy is, when you live into those things that are the higher cause for you, make sure you uphold the honor of that higher cause. I know that on this Memorial Day, I have a father and I had a father-in-law who both served in the military. My dad was in the Marines. My father-in-law was in the Naval Air Force. And they didn't share a lot about their experiences, but when they did talk, you could always tell Of their love for country and their belief in the cause. You could always tell that they upheld the honor of the higher cause. And that's what the apostle calls Timothy into this morning. And lastly, what he does is he says what the greater commitment to the higher cause does it doesn't quit. It finishes the race. It goes all the way. The phrase that he uses this morning is this. He says, complete the ministry fully. Complete the work of the ministry, underscore, fully. Carry it all the way through to the end. That's what the greater commitment does. If you watched the 2016 Olympics, you may have seen where the runners in the the women's 5,000 meters, as they were rounding the curve on one of those tracks, and and a couple of the women got tangled up, and they ended up down on the track, and one of those women was from America, and one of the women were from New Zealand, and, and Nikki Hamlin was from New Zealand, and And uh, Abby, Dagnostina was from the U.S. And and Abby, they're both lying there on the track, and the the race goes on. And Abby gets up, and and she reaches over, and Nikki's still down there on the track. And Abby kind of grabs her by the shoulder and lifts her up and says, get up. We have to finish the race. That's the greater commitment to the higher cause. We have to finish the race. And so the Apostle Paul is reflecting in that. He says to Timothy, you know, as for you, this is the commitment I'm inviting and challenging you to make. And then he reflects on his own life. He says, as for me. And as he reflects on his own life, what he's beginning to see is how that service, that commitment to that service has led beyond the level of service and has led into a, le- a level of sacrifice. And so he says, you know, I have been poured out as a libation. And what that is, that's an image from worship in the Old Testament where they poured out offerings on the altar. He says, my life has been poured out as an offering on the altar of the gospel. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. And so he's reflecting on his own life and how that's risen to a level of sacrifice. And as we're here in this Memorial Day weekend, those words to me, they, they just shed a particular light on these moments in which we find ourselves because we gather not simply in the sacrifice of Christ or the sacrifice that Paul has made for the gospel. We also gather in the light of those who have served to a level of sacrifice for our country. And, and so it's in that light that the words just kind of shine a particular light of truth that they have poured out their lives on the altar of freedom. That they fought the good fight. They finished the race. They've kept the faith true all the way to the end. And what the apostle says then is that we need to remember that 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 is not the end of all things. He says beyond that, we need to know that that greater commitment to the higher cause, it has a crown. It has a crown. And that, that crown is one that he says is awarded by the Lord, by the righteous judge. Want to go ahead and put up that picture right now, please? Thank you. This is a picture that's from the beaches over around Normandy, the cemetery in Normandy. And I was privileged to go over there a number of years back now, probably 15 years ago or so. And and as we went there and as we toured, we had a chance to see where the Allies landed on D-Day to free Europe from the grip of the Nazis, and and so we saw the beaches, and we saw the cliffs, and we saw the bunkers, and we saw the cemetery, we saw those, all those who had poured out their lives, who had fought the good fight, who had finished the race, who had kept the faith. And here in the middle of the cemetery, there is this beautiful sculpture, and you look at the top of that sculpture, and up there is the crown on the top of the sculpture there is the crown and the image that the apostle says is that's the image that is given to a victor to a one who has, who has won a victory that, that God gives it's a victory that comes in God's grace it's a gift of God's peace And the sculpture captures that up in such a powerful, powerful way. And the inscription that's on the walls that surrounds the sculpture reads like this. One of the inscriptions, If ever proof were needed that we fought for a cause and not for a conquest, it could be found in these cemeteries. I tell your friends, we gather in the light of those who've served and who do serve, who have sacrificed so that we might have all that we enjoy. And the apostle says, you know, that's, that reflects on where they are, and he says, as for me, and he says to Timothy, as for you, and this morning as we are here, I would share that as for you. And as for me, together what we do is we profit by those who have set the way for us. And what we do is to decide as we live in the seasons of our lives, whatever season that may be, that we draw upon all the strength that God gives to make that season all that God would have it to be in Jesus Christ, to stay focused, to endure the struggles, to uphold the honor, to see it all the way through. Friends, let that blessing be ours through Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose name we pray.